Hey guys, welcome back. Part two. Part two with Chris W. Ritchie, my brother from another mother. Guys, if you joined us last week, Chris shared a little bit about what God showed him in 2016 about President Trump here in America. And as we record this tonight, uh, we are still uh, not 100% sure who will be the next president. I the can't even, even at the airing of this, I can't imagine because even at the airing of this, it'll still be a couple of weeks. I, I'd be shocked yeah. if we did. Yeah. So I think we'll have a little more clarity. We will have a yeah. little more clarity. So um, we shared that last week and we're back now with Chris. But it doesn't even matter really because we're going to talk about the political spirit. So this could air at any No, it could air at yeah, any time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just encouraged people. If you didn't catch last week's program, really Go insightful. Back. Ended with a wonderful time of prayer. Yes. Uh, praying for our nation, praying yes. for what God is doing. And you said something that I think is really important as well. Yes. That um, God has equal love for every nation, but because of the role of the United States, what happens in the United States happens around the world. My, my leader friend from Iceland said to me, he said, you don't understand. This is not just an election for the United States, it's an election for the world and the world is literally watching and a lot of things hang in the balance. Um, and the, the president's the most powerful, president of the United States, most powerful individual position. In the world. In the world today. And the most, the most crucial thing that hangs in the balance is, is, is free and fair elections. Yes. Like again, it, regardless of who's elected, exactly, it right. has to be done free and fair it has to be the will of the people right so you can't be paid for you don't you can't pay someone for their vote can't manipulate votes and it has to be done can't have people vote three times fairly. can't have dead people no. vote has to be done fair up righteous regardless look if the people vote in an evil person that's guess what so the people that's the voted. republic we live in it's what yeah. it is yeah but what we're seeing we believe is something contrary to that. Right. And I got to say this, not to, not to pump up Donald Trump, but I think had anybody else been running, any other Republican, yes. they've already conceded. I absolutely and agree Donald with you. Trump is a dude that says, I don't think so. Um, and I think because he has not conceded, which we believe he shouldn't right. at, the airing, at the recording of this, right. um, Let's the information just see where see. this takes yeah. us. Yeah, the information. And we if see. there is no fraud, praise God. If there is, let it be exposed. So, well, with that, we'll get to this in a minute, though. But if you listen to him with all his flaws, and I think it'll tie into what you want to talk uh -huh. about in this program, with all his flaws, though, if you listen to the debates, he actually says this is what's going to happen if you have mass mail in voting. He said you're going to have fraud. He's a prophet. You can have, you can have this different things, and so I believe God was speaking through him. Yeah, he literally prophesied it. He did. Yeah, God he, was, was speaking through him. Yeah. So we're at this place where now I think God will use a donkey. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's the point. The, we're at this place where uh, to even repeat what we said in the last program, where we believe. As God's people, leaders, people, you're, you're leading a local church. You know, I have a ministry that is international, reaches nations, touches people, advisory, mentoring people, discipling people. We, we've taken this position. We believe that Donald Trump is God's choice. And within that, we realize that in the body of Christ, there's different opinions. There's different, there's 
there's leaders that totally disagree with us, disagree with our position, disagree where we're coming from. And you, like me, you not only have a diverse congregation, but you work with a diverse group of leaders. I work with leaders who have very different opinions. And why don't you just speak to that on that level? Well, we talk about the, I, I, yes. So the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to divide. So he wants to conquer, divide and conquer. And so he, he's very cunning. And what happens is all too often every four years, but n nothing like this four years. No, we've never seen uh, anything like, like this, this election. In America, at least. Where the church, many in the church, have chosen to bow to the political spirit. And I told our congregation how you know you are operating under a political spirit is if somebody else votes, if a friend of yours votes, or anybody really votes for someone that you don't think they should vote for, that person becomes your enemy. This is what cannot happen in the church. This will divide churches. We have heard stories of this election of people getting divorced because somebody voted for right. yeah. the other person. Right. Um, this is so demonic. We have... We have chosen to put our allegiance into a candidate or a political party over the kingdom. And so it's important to vote. I'll say it again. Obviously, we, if you want to live in a socialist, communist country, then you can vote for people that are more aligned in that. And that would be, I'm just being honest, that's the Democrat Party. I mean, just let's just be honest. The Democrat yeah. Party has a socialist wing to it that they're trying to take over. And so let's just, again, let's be, there's the word intellectually well, honest. Let's I, just be honest I, about it. I it would is what say, it is. I would say from my perspective, and things have changed now, I'm 42 years old, where probably when I was more of a child, 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, where maybe a democratic congressman from the South would now be considered this raging, hateful Republican. Yeah conservative. So I think, um, and, and, I, and I will say this because I believe it to be truthful. I believe that the modern day Democratic Party, as it stands right now, are radical progressives who, if they could, they would uh, function very much like Soviet style communist. Yes. Now, I <laughs> I won't say that because I have Democrats in my church, but um, I want to say yes. So there's a there is a there is a segment of that society that believes that there is a segment of of uh, Republicans that are, are basically the other version of that. They're so f they're so right wing that um, I've seen some of these these groups of people. I mean, uh, you know. Alex Jones, for instance, he talks and I'm like, oh, please stop talking. You know, he's so far right. So um, my point was, if you want to vote, if you want a socialist communist country, yes, that would be more democratic. Yes, I agree with you. Um, but just, but here, okay, so here's a good, here's a good example. If I'm operating in a political spirit, right. I say, oh, because you voted Democrat, you, you think babies should be murdered. Well, not necessarily. I actually know Christians who vote Democrat, but don't are pro-life, but they don't like they don't like abortion. They hate that part of their party, but they like the other things. So 
If we operate what? out of the spirit of the, politics, the, we say the, every we 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 lump everybody on that side as one thing. The social inter the, the, you said they like other things. They they social programs. Yes, big government. government. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's fine if you want to do that. Right. You know, there's an argument I don't subscribe to. There's an argument that Jesus was a socialist. There's yeah. that argument. Right. I don't subscribe to it. I think Jesus was a capitalist, actually. More, yeah, I more do than. Too. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, we cannot make the other side en the enemy. Right. And that's what the, that's what the devil wants to do in our churches to make the other. Oh, you voted for Trump or you voted for Biden? That make them look like now, the enemy. I think there's a lot of tensions here because, and what I mean by tensions, there's. I think a lot of times, just generally, we like things just really simple. Yes. But here's what I would say. The truth is that if you do vote, God will hold us responsible for the votes we have. Hosea says, you, I have this against you. You've put leaders in places of leadership that I never ordained. And there is a truth that if you do align with a pro-choice candidate, you are aligning with an agenda of death. You're aligning with more abortions worldwide. I mean, we, we, this is not, this is not, an, this is not um, something I'm adding to. This is uh, Vice President Biden has already said, if I, am, if I become president, I will extend the Mexico Treaty, which is the Mexico Treaty is uh, federal funding of abortions, not just in America, but worldwide. Under President Obama, under his State Department, they pressured African nations that if they were gonna receive aid from the United States, that they would have to disavow marriage simply being between a man and a woman. So there's there's tensions here. No, there is, and, and that's what, what I'm saying is, if you do vote Democrat, you're going to have to live with that. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm saying is I do know individuals that don't, that they justify it other ways. Sure. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. They're right, right. or they're wrong. I'm just saying right. they do justify it. They don't like that stuff. Right. And then you have conservatives, Republicans, let's just say, right, who are pro-choice, pro-marry, whatever you want, but they like the conservative, the fiscal conservative. Fiscal, so they also vote. freedom. So they Get vote. the government out of everything. So, but then they, you know, they in, inside, you know, they try to argue. My point, my whole point was, and I do love your point, you have to, you're, you're going to be held accountable for who you cast a right, vote right. for. And that's what I made my detention. But tensions. my point was, yeah. yeah, that is true. My point is though, if, if I look at someone who votes differently than me, yes. as the enemy, I've fallen prey to a political spirit. I, and I completely agree with you. Jesus uh, taught us Matthew 16, verse 6. Beware of the leaven mm -hmm. of the Pharisees, which is religious, and of the Sadducees, which we know is political. We, we can, in simplistic terms, define as political. So I think that th this is a really important thing. And I have, I don't know if I want to use struggle, but really gone to the Lord with how to communicate this as a leader which I, I, I think it's important to teach people those principles, the biblical principles, or what we're voting for. Are we voting for life? Are we not voting for life? And I guess maybe the, the one conclusion I've come out of, and, and I'll say something else so you can jump in on it. I guess the conclusion I've come into, I do find it. I do find it. And because I haven't 
perfected in this area. I, I do struggle with someone who tells me I'm a believer who believes the Bible and will align with, uh, with the current vice pre presidential candidate who's possibly going to be the next president of the United States. I, you don't think it's going to happen? I, I'm just saying. I, I, I do find that struggling because I find that I, sh I find it troubling to align with Scripture. Now, here's the other side of that. Which I, I think is fine, but that you don't look at the person as your enemy. No, absolutely. I don't agree. Because I, I'm troubled the same way you because, are. Because here's, here's what there's a, clear, there's a clear example from Jesus in the Gospels that he brought people, mostly fishermen, one's a tax collector, one is the equivalent to probably what we would have considered Al-Qaeda at one time during that time. He brings them all together and he brings them under this banner. And I believe he's trying to teach us something. He, his original disciples, what I'm talking about, he's, he's trying to teach us something that there's a greater reality that I want to bring you together to be a representative to the world. See, and this is, <clears throat> this is what I was also telling our church back when the race uh, the race riots were happening, the 2020 race riots. Yeah. Um, and it, it was also kind of dividing the church. Right. Um, because we politicize everything. Again, it's the spirit of politics is very similar to the spirit of religion. Right. They want to, and the spirit of religion wants to control you. Right. And that's what the spirit of politics wants to do. And, uh, and I'm going to add this to, I'll go back to the race thing, but. Sure. Also a political spirit <clears throat> will tell a pastor, you cannot have a public pol uh, political stance. That's, that's the same, that's, that's asinine. So I have been accused of not being pastoral enough because I dare put out my political views on my personal Facebook page. I, I, the church does not share, can I, can the church does not share for a minute? that stuff. Yeah. Because there is that prevailing view with a lot of leaders. I mean, even some people that I'm close to that, By simply, this is just true. We know this. Even you as a pastor, you have to take this into account. By simply making a statement or even making a statement, in a sense, we should get to the bottom of maybe whatever election, possible fraud, yeah. possible stealing of votes. By virtue of that, you do know that you will have, depending on somebody's worldview, you will have somebody who gets very upset with you. I'm never coming back to yeah. your local expression again. Yeah. So your, your view, and I actually agree with you, yeah. your viewpoint is, and, and some leaders would say, some people are not ready to have this discussion. Let's keep the focus on Jesus and the right. kingdom. And I think that's, I think that's an incorrect worldview. Well, let me say this. I, I, I don't ever tell people who to vote for. So um, right. that's my own personal thing. So I've never said you need to vote for Donald Trump. Right. Um, and there are reasons for that. A, because I don't know necessarily. I don't know his heart. Right. So I, but I will tell you, if you ask me, I'll tell you who I'm voting for. Right. So, to, so what I've been attacked for recently is because I've been trying to expose what I consider voter fraud. Right. And I've, I, all I've been saying is if there's fraud, let's just right. see it. 
Right. And and if there's hypocrisy, let's call out the hypocrisy. And I've had people message me and even publicly, how you can't have you you need to keep it uh, kingdom only, blah blah blah. And I'm like, so if you read the whole scope of my social media, it is kingdom and it's sports. Okay. So it's like saying you can't. I can't say I'm a. I have. I want my sports team to beat this sports team because I might alienate some people in my church. That right. It, it doesn't make sense. Again, it goes back to if you have a political spirit. By me saying I support a candidate, you want me to shut up and just preach, then you fall and pray to political spirit. Right. It's like I did not. I did not like. But, but here's here's the important point for me. Just in that. Uh-huh. I don't think you can preach the word of God, the whole counsel, and not make certain conclusions about what is right well, we do. and wrong. I do, and we do. And, right. and so um, I, pro-life, pro-freedom, and I'll make it, I'll state from the pulpit. I don't even care. We are pro-life. Our church, our stance is we are anti-abortion. We are pro-life. Right. That's not political to me. That's not. That's life. Yeah. Me, um, me we are for the constitution and our rights to gather together and preach the gospel. And if, if there are laws that are trying to come against that, we will take a stand against that law. Um, but I think where I just me personally, where I feel a little bit less comfortable is in the actual candidate. Um, and so I, from the pulpit, I would not make, I have not, said anything about Trump or Biden, except for when we prayed for both of them. Yeah. Um, and then I've said, as a church, we believe in pro-life and we believe in pro-freedom. And that's, that's, that's what we believe. And I had said, that's how I'm going to vote. I think it's dangerous for me personally, if I stand up and I say, you all need to vote for candidate A. I now, think it's dangerous. Now, now I would agree with that. Like yeah. as strong as I am and what I just said yeah. a few minutes ago, I've never said the right guy to vote for is yeah, because I'm literally, but I, I, with firm conviction. Yeah. I believe he's God's choice, but I, I say, this is what I believe the Bible saying. This is what I believe yeah. God's saying prophetically. Yeah. But so, so here I say, when, when I say I'm working through this in my heart, I think that I would never say, I would never say, you know, I'm out of fellowship with you because it's just not true. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I know that there's people who really, really have struggled. Even leaders have struggled with Donald Trump's presidency. Um, it gets them very angry. So I wouldn't say I cut off fellowship. And I actually understand this. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So, but I also think, now this is really interesting. I think that it goes even to somewhat our, I, I, I see our relation, our, our relationship as a microcosm of how we should relate to the body of Christ. You and I personally disagree on certain things. On uh, not not, ma- not major things. We just have this yeah. like, oh yeah, Chris thinks differently. But yeah. we're still friends. Yeah. We're still covenant brothers. We still share deep things with each other. Yeah. And so I guess the question now is in in and I think that you have a diverse congregation. Yeah. We need to be able to model. Yeah disagreements with each other on even these things that we have profound convictions of still love each other and still 
be united as the body of Christ. Yeah, what happens is we elevate the disagreement over the agreement. So it's good. What I would tell, what I told our church during yeah. the race riots was, yeah. um, we might not agree on how to get there, but we got to agree that the end result is we want racism that, to end. That's right. That's so a great point. So we have point. to focus yeah. on what we agree on. Right. And then I said, if we can't focus, if we can't agree on anything politically, that's fine. Guess what? Let's just agree Jesus is Lord, and let's go forward in that. Yeah. You don't have to talk politics. But This is another political spirit. All they want to do is talk right. about their candidate, and now it's like, it's nauseating. Like, oh, Donald Trump. So if you hate Donald Trump, if you're politically, if you're under this influence of a political spirit and you hate Donald Trump, everything he says, you hate. And you're going, oh my gosh, can if it, when it was Obama, the, it was embarrassing the Christians that would come after Obama for the dumbest things. I agree. And whenever I would post, because I think I'm pretty, um, I think I'm pretty honest and I don't think, I, I, and I don't think I'm hypocritical. Okay. So, I mean, I hope I'm not. So when Obama would do something that I thought was really good, I would post on Facebook. Right. I'd say, man, that was a great speech right, by right. Obama. Or, man, he really did something that was good. Right. And then I would have these people that hate Obama, Christians. How could you say? It's all scam. It's all, you don't understand what's going on. It's all fake. And it's all, I'm like, dude, can we not? Is there nothing good about Barack Obama? Is everything evil about him? It's like I told. I uh, agree. It's, it's like I told a guy who can't, who, who hates Trump, Christian, minister, hate, can't stand him. And I said to him, is there nothing redeemable about Donald Trump? He said, no. So uh, it's like, guess what, Jack? You just proved you are literally in deception under a political spirit. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. The whole program, if you hear nothing else, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't be deceived by this stuff. I, man, I think you're bringing up a great point because this is one of the things that I have seen just broadly Trump race in the last year and it's this that the enemy steal steal the word of god steal kill and then eventually destroy what does he want to destroy the word of god steal they try to steal the election too <laughs> yeah yeah steal the election but my my point in that is this i think this is really really important for the body the body of christ i think most re, you know most honest is against racism totally against racism oh yeah totally against but then this is how i i have seen the divide play out two different believers two different leaders personally for me the 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 term systematic racism is a term people define differently but i don't see it in american society so here's what happens. I'm having a discussion with someone, even another believer or leader. I go, you know, I don't believe systematic racism exists. So what the enemy wants you to do is respond to that person and go, well, if you don't believe systematic racism doesn't exist, then you're part of the problem and you're probably invertly racist too. Instead of going, oh, really? How come you don't believe it exists? Or have a discussion yeah. at that point of where we are. Because the truth is, both of us will agree. We hate Racism, racism is not from God, doesn't need to be in any part of our, our, our country. But the question is, in, uh, the, when, when we come to different conclusions, what, what, and, and I think this is in just a general human principle, we love to ascribe motives to why somebody believes something. And we might not even agree on the term. So there's this dividing that takes place. Yeah. Instead of going, 
oh, Chris and I disagree that systematic, or we, we both think racism is a bad thing, but we disagree on this point, instead of making the other person the enemy and saying, you're part of the problem, and this yep. is part of the problem because we got racist believers, yep. and blah, blah, blah. Well, you cannot, you cannot reason with the spirit. You can't reason with the, spirit, right. with the demonic spirit. Um, you can negotiate, but you can't reason. And so this is, uh, this is another, this is how you know you're falling under political spirit. If you cannot have a normal human adult conversation with someone of the opposite party about something you don't agree with without throwing a hissy fit or without looking at them as the enemy or without saying, oh my gosh, you're part of the problem, then you probably are under this guise of the spirit. And it's trying to divide the church. Right. And we cannot let it into our buildings. We can't let it into the four walls of the church, into our lives, in our homes. We, we have to reject it, flatly reject it. And so... Um, yeah, that's a good, that was a good, you know, is there that's systemic racism or not? It doesn't really matter at this, at, this, at this juncture. We just believe racism is wrong. Can we agree that racism right. is wrong? Right. And so how do we fix it? Well, we can try a bunch of programs and all that stuff and all that's good. But it has to be, it has to change in the heart, the heart of men. It's like abortion. We want, I want to outlaw abortion. I think it's, you know, terrible. But, you know, you could outlaw abortion and they're still going to have, this is, the, this is the thing again. Well, then you're going to have illegal abortions and it's going to be unsafe. That's their argument. Even Christians, that's the Christian argument. Here. Sure. Well, okay. I understand that argument. So, you know what we need to do? We need to have a complete revival of the hearts of men in this nation where you say, I cannot even fathom doing that. Yeah. And then guess what happens? You can have laws that you can have abortions and they will dry up because no one's getting an abortion. Yeah. Because the hearts of men have changed. That's really what we want to see. Um, that kind of thing in our land. But laws are important. Yeah. You know, you know we've heard this. This is, the, this is the catchphrase too. You can't legislate morality, right? I've told you I don't agree with that statement. Right. So here's why that, here's why that statement is dangerous. I agree and I don't agree. I think we agree on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't legislate morality because you can't legislate how people think in their heart, of course. But you can create moral laws that stop immorality. Yeah, well, I so guess... So in that sense, you can legislate I guess I just say morality. Uh, morality is legislated every day. You can legislate yeah. it in that sense is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, because... Because uh, we're, we're here... We have moral laws. As, as we record this... Your, your governor, it looks like maybe next week, is looking to possibly uh, more shutdowns, more stay-at-home orders. Why is he doing that? He's doing that because he believes it's the moral thing to do yeah. to protect people. Yeah. So morality is legislated all the time. Why do we have a, a graduated income tax system, federal tax? Because they think it's the right thing to do yeah. to get people who make more to pay more. But you understand what... So I agree with and you. I, yeah, I, what, I agree. What, yeah. What, what people are saying, why, why they're saying you can't is because they're, they're assuming you mean you cannot force someone to... Um, I understand. I understand the know. principle, but, yeah, yeah. The, but in reality, it's not the case. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a catchphrase we like to use. You can't legislate morality. Can't right, legislate, right. Well, then we can... What, do we just let everything just go to hell? I mean, like, then we just have no laws at all? Yeah, we don't live I mean, in you, an anarchy society. I mean, you can't murder. Right. That's a moral law that we've legislated. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So 
I think just worship the Lord. I, I think moving, I, I think just as kind of we land the plane on this We're program, land this bad boy. We, we've, we've covered a lot of ground, but I, I guess there's these, these layered, these layered issues that we discuss of our nation, the election, uh, being careful not to cut off fellowship or even bring judgment to another brother. Uh, final thoughts on all that. Final thoughts. I have the last word. Do I have the last word? Well, we're no, going to pray here in a minute. Um, no, I just think that we have to be a people. Here's what I said. I've said to our church the last couple of weeks. God is speaking to sons and daughters who will listen. So if our, if our ears are open. It's that simple. Yeah, it's really that simple. Yeah. If we're open to hear, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Yeah. If we're open to hear and listen and receive what God is doing on the earth, what he's saying, Jesus only did what the Father did, said what the Father said, yeah. went where the Father went. If we can live that life. So I told one of our, this is what I told somebody recently who was freaking out about it. I don't want to live in a communist country if, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, listen. We are two steps ahead of the world. That's what I believe. We should be. Well, if we're listening, we are. Yeah. So we, we, we're not, don't worry about that stuff. God, Psalm 91, God protects his people. That's right. You got to stay under the shadow though. Stay under the wings. Don't rebel. And listen to what God is saying. Excellent. Just follow the voice of your father, he will keep you safe and protected. Uh, what I told, actually what I told a church when, before the election was I said, I said from the pulpit, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but if you don't already know who you're voting for, ask the Holy Spirit who to vote for. Period. Yeah. And if you still aren't hearing from the Holy Spirit that you don't think, you're like, oh, I'm so confused, then find the person who aligns most closely with what you believe. If you believe in life, there's a president that's the, maybe the most pro-life president we've ever had, actually, in, in recent modern times. Obama was the most pro-choice president we've ever seen. Yeah. He was. I mean, it's just it is what it is. So, and, and I'll end with this, too. And I did in the last program. Just be honest with yourself. And if you have an issue, if you hate Trump or if you hate Biden, these are the two candidates. That's right. Check your heart. Why do you hate them? You shouldn't hate them. Hate is not a fruit of the Spirit. Um, ask them to show you through the eyes of heaven what, what, what they look like. This is what the Lord did for me for our governor here. When he was putting these lockdowns and he's, it's like, oh, this governor was just irritating me, the governor of Nevada. He was just annoying me so much. And then his picture came up on Facebook one day. And I saw a picture like from heaven, what, how God viewed him. And it, it, everything changed. How yep. I prayed for him. That's right. How I looked at him. I said, you know, this is just a, this is just one of God's kids, lost or not. Um, there's a whole other thing: are we all children of God or not? Yeah, we're not. We're not getting into that. But this is what the Lord showed me. He's just he just needs a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit. But he just he's not. It's like it's like he's not trying to do things. No evil. I'm not saying what he's doing is evil. I'm just saying, like like he's just like it's like the Lord showed me like a kid. He's just a kid. And so that just, you know, inside that just is longing for Jesus. I think, I think, um, this really simple and it's not just cliche ish, but for God so loved the world mm -hmm. 
that he gave. And so I think these are really important issues to discuss and just how we deal with them. I do think, though, that there are people that even you see through heaven, you go, okay, there's evil there. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I, I would agree yeah. with you, but I, I guess... And, and, then, and then it's like, okay, we know, how, we know how to pray. Not against them, but against the, what they're doing. And I, I mean, I, I'll tell you off air who I think yeah. is one right now. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I agree. But I think that first... But God, but God still loves that person. Absolutely. And even with all their evil schemes, guess what? Right deep down inside, all God wants is their heart. First program, we talked about our president. You and I both advocated for him and different reasons why righteousness, why we believe certain things we believe, why we back certain candidates, but then also being able to relate to other brothers and sisters yeah. who we have profound disagreements on that level, but knowing our focus is on God and maybe how some of these things come up. And I think also my encouragement for believers is this, be sure you're education or your understanding and the lens by which you're viewing reality is not being influenced by the wrong source. I find that's really important to me. Yeah. The pro and, by the prophets of Baal, the mainstream media. Well, yeah, I think for me, um, I vehemently oppose his candidacy for president, vice president. I don't hate him. I don't no. hate my current governor who's one of the most restrictive governors in the South. And I agree with you praying for people that I disagree with, not just in politics, but as and my wife and I were having this conversation the other day when I was trying to be silenced on Facebook by Christians who were saying pastors shouldn't have an opinion on this. Oh, at what point should I voice my opinion? When it's too late? If we don't, if we see a train about to, you know, f go down uh, a track that, you know, off a cliff where there's, you know, the tra here goes the train and, you know, there's a cliff and the, the track goes over a cliff. Are we not going to say something? I mean, we have to, like, we have to... If we see injustices, we have to say them. If we see injustices in government, we need to say what we see. We don't want to be a communist I country. I agree. At what point, oh, can I talk now because I'm a pastor after we're in chains and it, it, like we're communist China? Now is it okay to talk? No, you should have talked. So we do need to raise our voice as a church to release the love of the kingdom. Always first. Release the heart of the Father. The church sets the spiritual climate of the, of, of the nation. Release heaven, heaven, but also we pray, silence the voice of the accuser. Silence the voice of the enemy. Stop things that come against freedom in this nation. You can do two things at once. Release the love of God while also yeah. releasing, uh, or also demanding that the enemy and his, his voice be silenced. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same road. Yeah. But I will, I want to, I do want to end with this because I am running a church. Of, 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 of everything we've said over the two, last two programs, it this is for me, and this is for you. It all it all comes down to one thing: relationship with the Father. We have one goal here, and that's to see the kingdom of heaven released of the increase of His kingdom or His government. There will be no end. There will be no stopping. No government, no president can stop what God will do, and so we have to make sure our focus, even though we can land in politics. And it's good. But we have to make sure politics does not supersede. We're not bowing to politics. We're bowing to the, the cross. We're bowing to heaven. We have to make sure that our priorities are on heaven. Amen. Why don't you pray for the people as we close this So I just program. pray right now in Jesus' Shoko name that you would hear so cl clearly from your dad, 
from Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray again, like we did last uh, week, against any corruption in high places, yes, any Lord. exposure. You know, God's exposing ministers. He exposed um, a couple weeks ago a very well-known minister, and we're, we pray that he'll get the help he needs and he'll respond yep. in repentance. But God, I don't think God's done here. I think, I'm telling you, um, he's exposing the darkness. And I had a prophetic vision of 2021. And it looked really good for the church. And it looked really good for America. So that's another thing I'm standing on. Yeah, So I ask agree. God to give you um, his heart. Come on, you already have it. You just need to now walk in it. So we just release now the heart of heaven over you. In Jesus' name. I don't really have anything else to pray. Just I just wanted to yeah, declare that. I just bless people to receive. I just saw somebody's knee being healed, right shoulder being healed, arthritis being healed. And as God is healing America, I say he's healing bodies tonight in Jesus' name. That's good. Wanna and thank you for having me on your program. Yeah, Chris, how can people get a hold of you, your well, weekly you, podcast? You, you, you didn't introduce me very well. Listen, yeah. Chris Ritchie, music.com. Great, ChrisRitchieMusic.com. I am also filmmaker, video editor, as you know. That's right. Um, I do a lot of different things. This would be a whole other program. Uh, I, I walk more apostolically, and so an apostle can do a lot of different things. But um, yeah, it's Encounter Church. Uh, EncounterLV.com is our church. Um, you can see us, um, you can watch us online on our Facebook page. And next time we'll have him on my program. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bless you. Bye bye now. Good night. Bye bye.